Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. I think that not enough, I think people are saying, oh yeah, go live, go live. But what I'm doing that I know is different because I studied it, I, I, I researched it, I made sure there was nobody else out there. Um, I'm, I put it into a structured format and literally walk them through, you know, a very structured format, basically four-step format that allows people to understand it only in five minutes time, you can press live with purpose, introduce yourself, cover your who, what, why, and how, and people will absolutely buy your thing or contact you to work, to want to work with you. Like it, it, it will happen because it happened. It works for me and it works for my clients. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. All right, guys, this is going to be a really, really, really fun episode. I'm bringing on a badass today, and I've been looking forward to this one because we've had a lot of fun conversations. He is kicking ass in a lot of things, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm Donnie Bovey, and this is Donnie Success Champions, and today I'm bringing you Miss Trish Lito. Trish, welcome to the, sto the, sh the store. Welcome to the show, my dear. Please, please oh. tell us your story. <laughs> oh, my God, Donnie. You know what? I feel like this is so overdue just for us to, like, sit down and just do this. Like, just have a really fun conversation. And um, I'm – I very very grateful that you invited me to be on i'm, I'm honored so thank well, you for having me absolutely dude. well i've been watching your story and your journey and all the things you're doing and i'm just blown away by one the amount of content you're putting out on a regular basis and two <laughs> just your personality in general girl you're on fire at the moment well, I appreciate that very, very much. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been one heck of a journey thus far, but um, you get to a point, I think, in this business, and I see that you're doing the same thing. So 100% kudos to you as well. But I feel like we get to a point in this business where you're doing it long enough and you're out there and you're having conversations with people and, and having client calls enough that the content is just, it, it just flows. It's just, it, it just becomes effortless after a while, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's why it's exciting for me because it's like, wow, I, you know, as, if I can help that many people every day, just using social media and the different platforms that I have, like, uh, I'm winning. So I feel, I feel really good about it. Yeah. And it's fun. And you can tell that you enjoy it, but you know, <laughs> I'm betting that a lot of people don't know who Trish is. Um, I'm, I'm betting a lot of people don't know your story. So today mm -hmm. I'm going to give that to them. So. Tell us the infamous story of how Trish Lito became Trish Lito. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> it kind of really starts out because I'm the daughter of a salesman. So my dad, I'm a Navy vet. My dad's a Navy vet. My dad got out of the military and, uh, when he was very young and he got a sales job and he was working for a soda, soda company in a warehouse in, uh, in, in New York. And we, they, my dad, like they did it for years that, that company got bought out and he moved down. We moved down here to, to Tampa, Florida when I was 11 years old, my dad and my uncle partnered up, bought a, bought a restaurant together, a pub 
and then they expanded into a catering company and then they branched out and had a couple of restaurants at one point. And I just remember growing up as a kid watching my dad do sales and he never like, I don't ever remember sales being gross or yucky because my dad always did it right. My dad was a guy who he built a relationship and really connected with people. You know, he'd, he'd shake their hand and tell them a joke before he even, you know, thought about um, selling them anything. And that's always kind of stayed with me throughout life, right? Like I'm telling the story because of that, right? So uh, I got out of the Navy myself. I was a helicopter mechanic in the Navy for four years. I got out in August of 2000 and I couldn't find a job for seven months. And like, nobody would hire me, right? Not a single person would hire me. I, I applied everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. And uh, the, the first job I got paid me um, $7 an hour working for my mother's financial advisor at the time. My mom kind of did me a favor, called in a favor. It was, it was very cool of her. I love my mom. She's awesome like that. And I ended up working for this guy. But I, that, that whole seven month time, I thought to myself, I don't understand. Like, how is it that I just turned wrenches on $30 million plus aircraft for four years for Uncle Sam, toured a large portion of the world, you know, worked for 16 to 20 hours, sometimes wouldn't sleep for two days at a time, got paid for that, right? It was, I was good enough to get paid for that, but then I come home and nobody wants to hire me to do even administrative things, right? And that bothered me so much. I, I, it confused me, honestly. I was like, wait a second, I just served my country, but yet nobody wants to hire me. So I, I always kind of embedded into my brain that I was always going to make sure that I was employable, right? And so I got my first job for this financial advisor. And then I stumbled about uh, less than a year later, I stumbled in the mortgage industry. And I've been doing that for 18 years. But all throughout, I always made sure that there was some, I had an, an extra skill set always. I always wanted to make sure that I, I, I knew how to do something else, whether it was bar backing or cleaning houses or, you know, watching somebody's kid or helping somebody type up a word document. There was always something else that I knew how to do. So now cut to, you know, present day, three years ago, I was a part of an MLM. The MLM failed because I didn't know really how to do sales right on the internet, right? I'm watching all these other people do it and it was all just posting. It was all like product buying, right? And it got to be like, it, it turned into a thing where I was just like, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way, right, Donnie? So, so I had my worst month ever. I was on track to make $1,200 that month. I made, I think a little over 300 bucks. And I was completely and totally devastated. Uh, I was a, a mother of two. I had a baby boy. My daughter was, um, was two. And, you know, my husband was still working and we were, we were barely making ends meet. It was really tough. And so it was very devastating to, to go from thinking I was going to make 1200 bucks to only $300. Hmm. And I quit that MLM and I went directly to YouTube and Google. And I started looking up all the people who I have who I have been watching and, and respecting in the industry. Like, how are these people making money online? What are they doing? Right? So I started studying them. I probably watched about within that year, I watched easily over a hundred webinars, but I watched probably about 10 to 15 webinars in a little over a month's time. And I noticed that there was something consistent in each and every one of them. And that was in the very beginning of every webinar, they told their story. 
they, they told their story. They told people who they were and why they were doing the thing. And I was like, man, why haven't I really done it like this? Why haven't I done it this way? And they were using a platform. They were using webinars. They were using YouTube. Some of them are doing Facebook live and I'm going, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to do this thing. I need to build relationships with people first. So that's kind of what happened. And, um, I started a, a Facebook live show called the expert connection. And it was because I was learning and learning and absorbing all of this content and information. And as you and I both know, if you do that for too much, it becomes extremely overwhelming and you get stressed out. You're like, there's no way that one person can know how to do everything all the time. Right. So, um, so I started this thing called the expert connection. So I started reaching out. I just started networking like crazy on Facebook and reaching out to all these people who I respected in the industry of digital marketing and sales. And I brought them on Facebook live. I was like, Hey, can I interview you and get you in front of my audience? And Donnie, it just took off. It took off like something fierce. I, 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 I want to say I was one of the first people that I recognized in the space that really started doing it that way. And it got me massive exposure and I got to learn from all of these different people without having to buy all of their courses. I was just like, Hey, I think you're awesome. I'd love to bring you on Facebook live. And it turned into a thing. And now here we go. <laughs> a little over two years later, I'm speaking from the stage. Uh, I, I'm, I do private coaching for in consulting for clients. And, um, I just, I've been having my best month ever with my business. So that's kind of, that's the story pretty no, much that's, in a nutshell. That, that's so awesome. You know, and there's so many good nuggets in there, but you know, the, the, the fun thing for me is how you went about it, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it is all about the story, right? The things you went through and I really believe they shape who you are, but I think very few people actually put themselves in a position to try and learn something new. And you actually, you know, got yourself set up to, to go get punched in the face by life by, <laughs> by actively, you know, doing it. And the, the interesting thing is you were smart enough to recognize that the you that you were when you were first starting out wasn't going to be the same person two years later that was standing on stage. Where do you think that gumption comes from? Because that's, that's what I think it is, is it's a little bit grit, a little bit gumption that you know that you've just got to start moving in a direction and learn on the fly. Um, for me personally, I will say that I, I'm just, I'm a sponge for knowledge. Like I, please let me learn all the things. Like seriously, that's, I've always been like that. If, if I want to know how to do something, I, uh, I raise my hand. I have no problem raising my hand. A lot of people don't do that. So for anybody listening to this, seriously, I have to say this, Donnie, anybody listening to this, I don't care if you think it's the dumbest, simplest thing in the world. If you don't know how to do it, raise your hand and ask because there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people out there that know how to do that thing. And I promise you it's probably on YouTube. And if it's not on YouTube, it's somewhere else. There's somebody that knows how to do it. Yeah, please just look it up, raise your hand and ask for the help because that's been my biggest thing is, you know, I don't know how to do everything and I shouldn't know how to do, I don't have to know everything, how to do everything. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I, what that. Yeah. What I love about that is, is, you know, 
everybody asked me how I started the podcast and I'm like, I went to YouTube and Googled, <laughs> how do you podcast, you know? Yep. Um, and, and then it's trial and error. Um, yeah. You watch videos, you see webinars. Um, I haven't done near the amount of webinars you have, but I've done my fair share, um, you know, and you start seeking knowledge. But the, the second point that is what has made you the success you are is you went and put it in action. I mean, you actively started doing something. It's one thing to learn it. It's another thing to actually do it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Donnie, it is. And I'll tell you that I look, I'm, I'm not perfect about that. Right. I, I, it took me, there are definitely some days where I go, man, that is the last thing in the world that I want to do right now. So I'll either outsource it <laughs> at this point. I'll be like, yeah, I'll just pay somebody else to do it for me. Or I will say, okay, the hell with this. I need to know how to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself in productivity mode. So this is another hack for those people who are listening. Okay. If there's something that you really don't know how to do and you're going, okay, I don't know how to do it. I could outsource it, but outsourcing is going to cost too much money. So I need to learn how to do the thing, right? If I don't figure out how, what kind of a learner you are, like if you're an, if you're an audible audio learner, then find a podcast, download it and listen to it. Have a notepad sitting next to you. Take notes, listen to it again, take notes again, listen to it a third time, take more notes, put yourself into productivity mode, put your phone on airplane mode shut down all your other internet and just give your, like you owe that to yourself, right? Focus hard and just learn the thing. If you're a visual learner, watch the webinar down, like put, go download the webinar, get, give the person your email address, like do it because that's how you're going to learn. And there's too much shiny object syndrome out there on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of it. So put yourself in productivity mode seriously and do that for yourself. But that's, that's one of the things that I've had to do many, many times. <laughs> well, and I guarantee you that's one of those things that when you first started out, it wasn't like, okay, this is how I'm going to start things out. I'm going to turn off everything. And <laughs> I guarantee you it was, you know, you weren't accomplishing shit. So yep. it's, it's because you weren't accomplishing it, how do I, you know, figure it out and put a process in play? And I'll tell you, I, I ha I've had to do that. I've got, so for those people who don't really know my, my, like this part of it is I do still have a full-time job. I work for corporate America. I am, I am lucky enough that I have, I get to work from home remotely from home and I am on a very, very fast track short term to uh, retire from that and go full in on my business, which both excites and scares the hell out of me. Um, but it's especially true for people like us, right? So we have, we have jobs, we have children, we have spouses, we have the weekends that are probably completely and totally committed to family, which it should be. And uh, so it's all the more reason why we have to, we have to, like people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. You, you do have the time. You just have to block it off for yourself. You owe it to yourself to do that. Yeah, I found it interesting for me is I'm one of the guys that I know that I am not good at delegating it unless I have an understanding of how it works in the first place. So oftentimes, like, you know, we were just talking about the uh, Alexa flash briefings. Now I'm fixing to hire a team to take that on for me, but to do mm -hmm. the first one, I went through the process myself so I could understand the working mechanisms behind it. 
I don't need to know all the things about it, but I need to know how to be able to tell somebody else what I want them to accomplish. Do you find yourself kind of the same MO that you want to get enough workable knowledge or are you just quick to say, hell with it, I'm outsourcing it? Um, oh God, I, I, I will. I think it's going to be a 50 50 on that because, um, with my line of work, what I do specifically is I do both consulting and I do, I have like a private coaching program. So with my consulting, uh, if there's something that I, you know, I, I consult different types of clients. I mean, I've got, I've got a client who has their own app that they're trying to, to blow up. I've got, I get on the phone with clients who, ha, who are e-commerce, uh, people, you know, multi-million dollar clients who have their own clothing line. I mean, there's, it, it just, it totally varies. So because of that, I have to keep myself in the know on, you know, best practices for each of these types of types of businesses. Right. So there's that 50% that I do feel like, okay, because I'm doing consulting, because I, I work with various different types of companies, I got to keep myself, um, informed, right? Well informed. Right. And then the other half is I don't do all of it myself. There's no way I could do that. So, you know, if I'm, you know, I, I, I do have a team that I work with and I outsource a lot of the work, you know, done for you services, the done for you stuff is I consult you. And then we, I put the plan in motion and then my team implements it. Right. So, um, and, and that's the way it should be guys. Like that's how agencies work. Right. So you get the goods from me and then it gets put into place with my team. I wanted to jump in here and take a second to let our sponsors tell you a little bit about what they do. Guys, do me a favor and check them out. They're really helping this show become what it's becoming. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Point Blank Safety Services does safety differently. We know everyone is on a journey, and we want to make sure you get where you're going safely. Professional, trained, ready. There's really no comparison. Here's why hiring Point Blank Safety for your next project will make all the difference and save you huge amounts of stress and hassle. Point Blank Safety Services provides certified, uniformed police officers for a full suite of armed guard services. Don't leave the safety of your project to chance. If you're ready to make sure safety truly comes first for your next project, then visit us at pointblanksafety.com. Blue Family Fund, helping dependents of law enforcement families on their journeys. Blue Family Fund is a nonprofit that raises funds and offers financial support through higher education scholarships for dependents of law enforcement officers and by providing financial assistance for families of fallen law enforcement officers. Every dollar donated will go to the families of police officers, either through scholarships to dependents of police officers or as aid to fallen officers' families. Visit us at bluefamilyfund.com. And now back to the show. Now, I, I love that. I love that. You know, going back to your dad and you know, growing up in a sales household, you know, I'm often curious about you know, what people wanted to be when they grew up. Um, did you know you were going to end up in salesperson land, you know, as part of your journey or is it just something you kind of fought against and found yourself in? Uh, what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was a little kid was a Hollywood actress. I wanted to be an actor. And so I think that it's kind of come into full motion now because I now I'm on the stage, but I don't have to act right. Like right. I, just, I get to be myself and I'm still making an impact on people. 
and you know, so, and I'm making money. So yay and yay. Um, <laughs> and the, the idea of sales to answer your question fully, the idea of sales has scared the hell out of me throughout life because I've always compared myself to other people, always compared my, I'm the youngest of four kids. I was bullied a lot as a kid too. Like a lot of bullying happened to me. Um, so I was made fun of, picked on, bullied. So the idea of sales scared me because that, that was, a, that was like a me, me coming out of my comfort zone and getting in front of people and possibly being attacked for it. Right. And thankfully I'm in a space that I don't, nobody really attacks me, <laughs> which yay, you know, I'll like, give it time. I tell everybody, you know, when you're fully breaking loose and you are taking on and conquering the world, when you start pissing people off. I mean, so, I have a handful of haters I'm sure out there. I just haven't really <laughs> heard about them because I think that my tribe kind of like puts it at a hard stop for me, you know? Right. So, right. and let's face it. I mean, you know, I'm also, we're military, you know, so you got, I got my, my vet tribe, my veteran community. And if anybody ever has anything negative to say about me, they'll hard stop that. Like that's got that following. So that's fun. Right. But no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right though. There's definitely people out there that have a problem. I'm sure with some of the stuff that I do and, and that's going to happen. But, um, it, it, but it's not, I'm telling you, everybody's like, Oh, you know, I'm not, I don't think that I'm a salesperson. I think I'm a connector. Because that's what I do. I literally, I either connect you with my knowledge or I connect you with other industry experts who are going to help you exponentially increase revenue with your business. So how is it then that, you know, you're not a salesperson, you're just a connector, but yet you're growing a very, very successful business. And, and you know, if you listen to gurus of the day, if you can't mm -hmm. sell, you can't have a business. You know, how well, is it you're finding success? Because I, because true sales is really just relationship building. And that's what I do. I build relationships with people. I mean, my, my clients are, I laugh hysterically on the phone with every single client that I have. We're friends. Right. And, and, and that builds referrals. Right. So, I mean, and that, that is like, I'm getting a little bit choked up here, but that, that's what my father taught me. Every single one of my dad's clients growing up, they were friends with him first. He would make them laugh so hard. And I see them out in town now, you know, when I'm out in, in, uh, in you know, in Tampa walking around, I'm in a grocery store. People are like, oh my God, you're Chuck's daughter. And I'm like, yes, I am. And they're like, do I see you on Facebook live all the time? I'm like, yes, you do. And they're like, oh my God, you're your father's daughter. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> and that's a compliment because, you know, he's, he's just, my dad's a phenomenal guy. So. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. And I think a lot of times people are so scared of the roots. They're scared of where they came from. They're scared of what they've done um, because they're worried that, you know, their past, their story, their whatever will, will, you know, show a side of them that they don't think people will like when it's the absolutely the opposite of is actually true. When we embrace where we came from, we can fully step into where we need to go. Well, listen, a hundred percent, Donnie. And this is something that I coach people to, if they use live video, if they're going to get themselves out there on social media, something that I tell people is, is what I do myself. I don't, I make sure that I put myself out there in such a way that people are going to hear about the bad stuff about my life from me than any place else first. Right. So, um, it ain't rainbows and butterflies. It's not. It's my, my reality is, you know, I, I, I got laid off back in October of 2007 from my job 
I, I worked in the mortgage industry. It was during the crash. I, I lost my house. I had my car repoed. I mean, I had to file bankruptcy. This, this is, that's life. I'm not perfect. There's nothing about me is perfect at all, even a little bit, right? Um, I've done some really stupid things, but uh, I've never been arrested. <laughs> I can't right? say that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm not perfect by any means, but, you know, uh, for the most part, I am a law-abiding citizen. You know, I pay my taxes. I do my thing. Uh, I take care of my children. You know, I open doors for, for the elderly, and uh, but I'll also, you know, I'll knock somebody out if they ever hit my kid. You know what I mean? Right. So there you go. But that's... Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like people need to know that stuff about you. They, they, they do. If you're going to be out there on these platforms, you know, you just don't put yourself out there in such a way that if somebody wants to come after you, they're going to look you up and find some stuff and dig some stuff up that you're, you might not be too happy about. Well, and here's the interesting thing to all this for me is, you know, growing up, uh, it was all about putting the mask on because that's how I, in my mind at the time, got to success. You know, if I was the, the, the perfect sales guy, you know, and it worked. I mean, there was times in my life where the persona of being a rock star sales guy worked and, and I found some great successes. Mm -hmm. The problem is they weren't long-term successes because mm -hmm. I was selling to sell not to do like your dad did and do the relationship side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, my job was go in, get it done. And then somebody else would take it over from there. And it was really wild once I stepped out and started just trying to show the world who Donnie was. That was tough because I didn't realize for how many years that I'd put on a mask and, and persona. Was it the same for you? I mean, was it really easy to start jumping on Facebook Lives and, and share the raw side of your story or <clears throat> struggle with it? A little bit of both. And I, if I may, I want to give a shout out to somebody who really guided me as a mentor when I, when I started this journey uh, two years ago. I, I do want to, I want to give a shout out to my, um, one of my sales coaches, one of my sales mentors. His name is Landon Porter and he's got a, a, a Facebook group yeah, called, group. Uh, it's an awesome group. Um, Getting Clients Without Being Salesy is called the Gorilla, the Gorilla Group. Landon really, uh, it was, it was crazy because I think it all kind of came to fruition. He was teaching me and reminding me of that relationship building via the internet, right? Cause it's, it's different ball game using the internet, doing that thing. You know, you're not just walking around and talking to people. I don't, I can't just get out to networking events on the fly. You know, I don't, I'm not there yet because I haven't quit my job yet. But so I, I do rely a lot very heavily on social media to build those relationships with people and bring those clients in and Landon and I had a conversation one day and he was like you know I was talking about my dad and he goes hey Trish you, you do realize that it's your father that has inspired all this in you he's like that's where this all stems from and I'm like wow man like I I really I didn't and I, I got choked up I was just like started crying and my dad and I, our relationship has actually improved since that realization, right? And uh, so I do want to give a shout out to Landon for that. And so he kind of pointed that out to me that it's important for us to share those parts of our story because it reminds us of where we come from. Folks, honestly, it's at the end of the day, it's who we are as a person 
that people want to buy anything from us because like that's what it boils down to. I don't care if it's a five-star review on Amazon. It's that's a person on the other side of that review that makes you want to buy that product. You know, and here's what I love about that is I learned this on a very unfortunate way early in my sales career, but my largest account at, that I had at that time um, that I was doing hundreds of thousands of dollars with, um, we had a job go bad. And when that job went bad, instead of me taking ownership of that, I proceeded to, to blame my company and the employees and the staff and everything else for the reason behind that job going bad. Yeah. And when I, I did that, I lost the damn client. Mm-hmm. And I remember reflecting on that moment going, why did I lose a client? I didn't screw anything up. It was that my company screwed it up. And I had this weird epiphany that, you know, you can never, ever, ever blame the company. You've got to take it on and it's you. And it's part of the relationship thing. Um, you know, just to put it in perspective is, is people do business with people. They don't do business with companies. And if you can't build the relationships, then it's a transaction and transactions are very, very flimsy. Yeah. And, yep. Yep. There's, there's a lot of gurus out there in the marketplace that teach this transactional style of sales and it just drives me nuts. You know, um, and at the end of the day is you've got to take ownership of, you know, whatever is happening because, uh, it's, you are the face of your company, no matter whether you own it or your salesperson in it, or you're the, the receptionist or janitor in it, you've got to take ownership of it. I mean, it was, it was a really good lesson for me. That is, it's an incredible lesson. And even, even with my stuff, I mean, I don't think I've ever had anybody, maybe, maybe one or two people, honestly, I think maybe one or two people that have come to me and said uh, that they wanted a refund on, you know, an info product. Right. But I, I am crystal clear. I use live video to do it and I do it in my emails. If at any time you are not satisfied or not happy with the information that I provided with you. And, you know, a lot of my stuff is action taking stuff. I mean, I definitely teach technical pieces and how to, you know, how to videos and things like that. But if you're not happy with the work that I've done with you, please let me know to give me an opportunity to fix it. Right. Right. I mean, I don't just want to say, Oh, I'm going to give you money back guarantee. Why would I do that? I've already put in so much work. There's obviously a hole somewhere. So it gives me an opportunity to learn what I need to do better going forward. Right. And it gives me an opportunity to actually help you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So it's like, it's like, you know, and again, it's only been like maybe two people in this whole business so far that have said to me, yeah, no, this doesn't work. And you know, let's face it. It's the way that I teach. I, I think that I've, I've really, um, I think I've really narrowed it down and nailed it really hit the nail on the head with the way that I teach what I teach so that it's not only actionable, but it's, you're going to get results. It's, it's absolutely going to work because a huge part of it is relationship marketing. That's it. Right. right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, you're doing everything from at least from what I see is you know, through the <laughs> Facebook lives. Right. Yeah. And you know, two things that says about an individual, one 
is you've got one of the world's strongest backbones because you're putting yourself out there live on a regular basis. <laughs> and there's no safety nets. There's no filters. There's no, oops, take that back, you know, because there's a five second delay or something. No, you're all in. Mm -hmm. So you have to be ready for taking ownership of everything that comes out of your mouth. And, you know, you're not as vulgar and crazy as I am, but I know I've said some stupid shit on lives before. So, you know, I've, I've clean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've cleaned up my language a lot. I, I definitely dropped a few S bombs and maybe some F bombs on previous live videos that I've done. They're probably either off of Facebook now or whatever, but that's for a few reasons. Um, Facebook's not going to push your stuff to the newsfeed as much if you're cursing too much. They just won't. It's just it's, if they want to, you know, Zuckerberg's trying to censor things up a little bit. And I, to be honest, I, I, I kind of appreciate that. I think it's a, it's a smart move, smart business move, right? You want to keep the platform um, that's, you know, good for everybody. Similarly with YouTube, same thing, right? They don't want too many people dropping F-bombs. But that's a cool thing about podcasting. Podcasting, you just be like, yeah, whatever, and just do whatever the hell you want, which is cool. Well, but we um, did find out one hard thing about podcasting because my show got set, shut down for six days on iTunes because uh, you can say it, but you can't put it in print. So like on iTunes, I had badass in, in the, the title oh. and the description. They shut down my show after 104 episodes where I had to go back and I actually hired a couple of VAs to go through and scrub every piece of my content oh, out the word no. badass and change it out the word awesome. So yes, you can absolutely cuss. Okay. You just can't put that out there is the title and yep. the text. Right. Yeah. So there's that. And then the other piece too um, is conversations with my mother. Like my mom's literally said to me, she goes, you know, I really don't think that you should be cursing online and i'm like you know what ma and my mother very rarely curses right and, and i'm like you know what ma i think you're right i think you're right i think you know sailor or no sailor you know i do i, I get on phones with client on the phone call with clients and i say hey listen do you care if i curse i make sure that they're okay with it and if they don't want me to then i try to keep it clean but if they don't care i'm like cool <laughs> right open range but um but I, I am, I have definitely, listen, for me, it's value first. And I know that that work, that whole, you know, value first is kind of like, a, you know, what they say, quote unquote, overplayed in the industry, whatever. But my value is my knowledge. So whether I'm standing in front of a whiteboard and I'm teaching something, I'm teaching a skill, I'm helping people with their mindset, helping people with clarity, showing them how to repurpose Facebook live. That's why, that's why I, I literally do. I press live with purpose and my purpose isn't just to go live and drop a bunch of F-bombs and make people, you know, go, yeah, she's cursing. No, man, like whatever. I, I want to, I really want to help people. Like that's my purpose. I want to help people. So that's what, that's what that's all about for yeah, me. No, it makes sense. You know, it's funny is, you know, my just launched my t-shirt line and, uh, and it's out and, you know, I put a, I have in my Facebook group. I just put a question out there. I said, what should I put on my t-shirts? And, you know, half of my crowd was immediately like, I want a shirt that says I'm a badass or unleash your inner badass, right? Um, were the two of the biggest ones out there. But then I had a couple of my buddies and followers, fans come along and they're like, can you do some, you know, G-rated stuff? I'm like, yes, I'll put a shirt that says I am awesome. You know, <laughs> um, right, but, right. But so I, I it, it forced me with my brand to go look at some of the other things that I've said and some of those things that really tie to my brand to put those on shirts that would make sense and that people would buy. Um, but, you know, part of my authentic message is, you know, it, it's like when I speak, when I stand in front of rooms, 
I started off, hey, look, I'm a former Marine. Profanity is going to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so earmuffs if you're easily offended. Mm-hmm. And I don't go out there to cuss. I just get emotionally in charge in the situation and things fly out of my mouth. Yep. Um, and the more. 100%. Yeah. No, 100%. I actually, I was, I was grabbing a clip from my presentation at the Military Influencer Conference. And I was looking at it last night. And at one point, I think I, I said shit. And I was like, oh my God, I said, shit. I said shit on stage. Yeah, but with that one, though, that's a military influencer ball. If you were the only person that said shit on that stage, I'd be <laughs> Well, right. But I'm like, well, I, and then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I'm going to use that for my speaker reel, right? right? And I'm like, I probably don't want to throw an S bomb out there, you know? Right. So I'm like, I think I'm going to, and I was so bummed out. So I was just like, I said shit at the end of like a really good part of the clips. I was like, well, I guess I could just like cut it right before I say that. Right. <laughs> but it was, it was really funny. So, but, but no, a hundred percent. And I, and I, that's part of, that actually is a part of, I got, a, I've got a, a gal who I've outsourced um, getting my speaking gigs for me and she's, you know, helping me out. And, uh, and I told her, I told her something similar. I was like, listen, you know, when we book these, um, I do want to make sure that, you know, if I, if I can't curse from that stage, they need to let me know. Yeah. So I yeah. can structure my content appropriately. Right. Cause if something slips out, I don't, you know, crap, whatever. But, uh, you know, I try to just bring value and, and actually present just valuable information. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I do now, you know, five minute lives is really taken off. People are doing it and I'm, I'm really excited about it. We just, we just trademarked yesterday. So I'm so nice. excited. Yeah. Well, and that's what's fun is you're inspiring people to do what everybody's been talking. I mean, for the last couple of years, people about talked about putting your authentic message out there and tell your story, but nobody was actually putting people to the action of doing it. You're teaching people to do the lives and get out there, which is a very, very, very cool actionable step that not a lot of people are doing. I think that not enough, I think people are saying, oh yeah, go live, go live. But what I'm doing that I know is different because I studied it. I, I, I researched it. I made sure there was nobody else out there. Um, I'm, I put it into a structured format and literally walked them through, you know, a very structured format, basically four step format that allows people to understand it only in five minutes time, you can press live with purpose, introduce yourself, cover your who, what, why, and how, and people will absolutely buy your thing or contact you to work, to want to work with you. Like it, it, it will happen because it happened. It works for me and it works for my clients. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love it even more when you tag me in your live videos because then all of a sudden my numbers go up. So, so keep doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 10-4. That was, that was a fun one. I got to do some shout outs at the end and just talking about people who use uh, not even live video, but just video marketing in general and how you're doing it. And you're crushing it. When I see your stuff in my newsfeed, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. That's it's fun. Awesome. It's fun. You know, and I, and I think that that's part of, you know, the ride for everybody is figuring out how did you do you? but have a blast at it, you know, and, you know, for me, uh, Facebook lives are just an opportunity to go hang out with people and have fun conversations. One thing that I I always joke to myself 
is no other room do I get such a one-sided conversation because all they can do is ask me questions in chat so I control the entire room and I love to hear myself speak so you know it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh good I'm not the only one <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and, and what I want to tell people because this was a conversation that I just had via messenger yesterday with somebody this is a um a, a huge misconception. So I want to share this little nugget of gold for you. Okay. Uh, somebody asked me, you know, well, how many, how many Facebook friends do you have on your personal page? And I was like, I don't know, like 2,500 or something, you know, 2,500 plus I don't have the 5,000. I don't, because I don't think it's not necessary. And here's why he asked me, he goes, Oh, he goes, so when you go live then that's, that's your reach 2,500. And I was just like, uh, no, hard no on that one. And he's like, really? And I said, when I go live, I always repurpose that. I said, first of all, my reach isn't only extended to how many friends I have on Facebook because I know how to do a strong call to action with my audience, right? So for every time I say tag a friend or share this out, you tag a friend, that's their eyeballs. And if they really dig it or they start commenting or they share it out as well, that's their friends. And for every time it's shared out, that's that whole other network of people. Then you download it onto your computer or onto your phone and you cut it into clips or the whole entire video, put it on your business page, upload it to YouTube, upload it to LinkedIn, upload it onto uh, Instagram, IGTV, stories, Facebook stories. Every Facebook live goes into stories and rip stories the audio can be and public. Turn, yeah. yeah. And then rip the audio and turn it into a podcast, turn it into rip a flash. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> send it, send it off to outsource it out and get it, get it transcribed, turn it into a blog. Folks, it is one live video can turn into multiple opportunities for income. So please understand that this is not just, and it's not just, I don't go live to go check me out on live. I go live to go, who can I serve today? How can I help people either come out of their own mindset blocks or make money right now? Like right now, make money, right? It's so powerful, right? I know, you Absolutely. know, I know, you Absolutely. know, it's just, it, I get, I get, pumped, I get pumped up even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, I, I love your passion behind it because it's really that, I mean, and I'm sure you're hearing it as much as I do. And the question that always comes up is how do you put out so much content? And the answer is I'm not really. You know, the answer is, you know, I'm just repurposing it. You're just repurposing yeah. it. Right? We're finding additional ways, you know, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it's knowing what works on Facebook, knowing what works on Instagram and then doing more of that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've, 100%. Got, I, I've got old posts on Instagram that it went really, really, really well. Mm -hmm. Well, that was back when I had like five, 6,000 followers. Well, now you got 12,000 followers. You got 6,000 new people who haven't seen that content. Mm -hmm. Rinse, wash, repeat. I mean, absolutely. And, and, and the people who saw it the first time, they don't usually remember they saw that piece of content. So now it's like refresh and new and you can use it all over again. I mean, all over again <laughs> and you can even guest blog with it. Right. So, yes. um, another quick hack, if you don't mind me sharing another go, quick go. hack with your audience, if you, if you are somebody who you like to write, but you don't have your own blog set up yet, but you want to get your content out there, please do not think that you have to have your own website set up and your own blog set up. You can guest blog and a really easy way to do this is to put into Google, um, whatever your, whatever your, um, the keywords of your niche are like for me, I might say Facebook live video. And then in quotations, I would, I would write in, put the quote 
right for us, end quote, and put that literally in your Google search bar, okay? What's gonna happen is you're gonna find a ton of, of, of websites that want you to write or submit content to them for them to share with their audience, okay? So step one is look it up, find one that ranks really high, and when you go to their website, make sure you check out their Facebook page or their Facebook group if they have one, and make sure they have a really strong community following. Because if you submit your, your, your piece to them and they accept it, not only are they gonna have it on their Facebook page, you're gonna get all that exposure for free, right? And then find out what the rules are. Each, each, each one is a little bit different, but now you can be a guest writer. This is how people get on Inc., on Forbes, on, you know, in some of these really high level magazines or just, you know, some of the digital magazines, you know? So don't be afraid to, to put your content out there, guys, if, if guys and gals. I mean, this is one of the best and easiest platforms you can do it. Well, and I'm going to add just one thing to it. And that's, that's freaking awesome. I love the right for us. I think I've seen you post about it, but I forgot about it. So you just mm -hmm. said, it. I'm like, shit, I need to be doing that for my business. But um, uh, if you're not a writer, right. And, mm -hmm. and you don't have that writing skill. There's two things I love. The mm -hmm. first one is Temi.com. Temi, T-E-M-I.com -E will transcribe your stuff for 10 cents a minute. That's so, awesome. <laughs> that, so, I didn't know that. That's yeah. I got to write that on my whiteboard right now. Temi.com. <laughs> yep. Now it's not perfect because they're doing it all through, uh, whatever that new artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, doing it all through AI, but, um, I'll do it for my podcast that I do like my Friday episodes. I'll go to Timmy.com, have them transcribe it. And you know, what's great about that is now I got all these little one-liners and phrases all throughout my podcast. I turn those into memes. I turn those into social graphics. Yep. Um, and all I got to do is go find a picture of me somewhere. Cause of course I'm going to put my picture in everything, yep. um, uh, somewhere and put the text over it using Canva.com. And yep. dude, you're, you're set and you're just constantly producing things on a regular, regular basis. And uh, those, those types of images are perfect for putting out onto Instagram. Like that's a really easy, just Instagram post. As long as you're doing it regularly, putting into Instagram stories as well. Um, I started out as an Instagram expert. I don't claim to be one anymore, but I, I still know the platform fairly well. And that's one of the most, that's, that's like the most consistent answer that I give people. How do I get more people? How do I get like, you know, do the algorithm. How do I get more followers? Use Instagram stories, like just repurpose all of your lives and all of your little clips like that into stories and use hashtags in your stories and you'll, you'll get more people coming to you. Well, and I think the answer for everybody to get more followers is quit thinking about you need more followers. Just do you, but do it better and then keep getting better. Right? <clears throat> I agree. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Unfortunately, there is a large community of um, some younger folks out there who you know, oh, if I have a big following that I can be an influencer, right? If you have 10,000 followers or more, you can get the swipe up feature. But if your content sucks, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> that is the absolute truth. Absolute truth. Yeah. Man, I've got to tell you, girl, I love this. And I love all the nuggets and knowledge that you've thrown out there. This has been, <laughs> been awesome. You know, it, I love that the fact that the speaking mentality is changing from theories to tactics. Um, I think we're going through a cool time right now mm -hmm. of, of for years, I grew up on theories, 
you know, people were talking about, you know, you got to change your mindset. But now people are coming to the table and saying, you know, this is how you change it. You do this, you do this. Same thing here. I love it when people get very, very tactical and start giving real knowledge and nuggets because it's stuff that people can use to move forward with. So, so thank you so much for, for throwing out tangible things that people can put in play. Um, their business. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure. And I'll tell you <clears throat> what, the, so I'm going to throw out one last tip and I think this is, this is going to help a lot of people. I think you and I even had this conversation the first time we spoke about, you know, really um, expanding your podcast reach and, and anything in general. The, the tip is pretty much this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Anything that people are making money doing right now that you're like, Hey, I want to do that too. Don't think for one second that just because you're going to do it too, that, that like people won't want to buy the thing from you. People buy from people, right? We just talked about that earlier. So if there's something that you're interested in doing and you're thinking, man, I really like to make money doing that, then go look it up. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on Google. Go into Reddit and read some articles that people are heavily talking about. Go into Google Trends and find out what people are consuming right now today that's similar to what that thing is that you want to make money doing. And then study it. Study that. Study that research. Who, you know, research your market. Who are these people? Are these, is this really what you want to do? Because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, no, it, it looks great but it's a shiny object because there's a buttload of work that has to go into it first, right? So if there's something that you find that you think is really cool, watch a few YouTube videos, watch a few, you know, read a few articles in Google, look into Facebook about it, do a little bit of market research first, and then now you can take your nuggets and now you've got your content topics for when you want to start using live video, if you do, right? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, I, I learned this from some of the, the guys that I follow, but your audience will tell you what to put out there. You know, yep. my, my Friday shows where I get a chance to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about, um, 100% come from my Facebook group. You know, it's whatever conversations we're having that week, whatever somebody may be struggling with, working on or whatever, that becomes my Friday show. I mean, you don't have to create content. And what I mean by that is it's already out there. You yep. Got to put your spin on it. You Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I say, I see you got to, you got to Paula Abdul that, you know, cause she always said on American Idol, you really made that song your own. You really made it your <laughs> own. Right. I did a Facebook live saying, you know, turn somebody else's content into your own version of being a Beatles cover band. Right. right. I go out, I, you know, everybody's, everybody covers the Beatles anymore. You know, you hear so many different versions of Lennon. They'll speed up the pace. They'll maybe, um, you know, add an extra rip into it or, or, you know, add an extra chord or it'll be a woman singing and she'll have a softer voice. That's her rendition. That's her version of something that was already done by somebody else. Somebody who people recognize the second the song's playing, you're like, oh, or a violin version of like a rap song. Right. And you're yep. like, wow, that's, um, that's literally amazing. Right. That's all it is. That's all that I'm doing. Really and truly, that's all that I'm doing. I just took something that I saw out there and then I saw a need, a true need for people to have full structure with live video that didn't have them on live for longer than five minutes and just say, listen, you can cover this stuff in five minutes or less. Do this. Do it this way. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely it. I mean, 
uh, people are worried that in doing that, they're, they're not being authentic. Well, it's your message. It's your delivery. It's, it's you putting it out there. Mm -hmm. And just because you heard it from somebody, right. Doesn't mean it's not authentic to you. And, and odds are your audience has never heard that same message put out there. Right. Um, I'm not saying come across as you created that. I'm just saying use it. Right. Absolutely. You know, think about, think about church, the Bible, right? The Bible was an originally written piece of, of work, right? That was, that were messages conveyed by somebody else and it was rewritten, different version of it. Right. But still today people congregate into a building. They sit down next to each other and they watch a person take the stage and basically read from that book and then put their own spin on what that book says. That's a great way of putting it. I'd never heard it put that way. See, that's awesome. I'm, I'm serious. That's, a, that's all. I'm not saying that I'm reading from the Bible. I'm just saying right. they're like, really? Like it's, you're just helping people because everybody needs to hear it. A, a you know, I can walk into church this Sunday. I, I never go to church, but I can walk into church this Sunday and I might sit down and hear, hear a message that I've been needing to hear for the last five years, right? So just that's the best way I can say is you never know what you need to know until you need to know it. And that's why live video is so powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Girl, you're awesome. I really appreciate this. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. It was everything that I thought it was going to be. I knew you and I were just going to go jump in and have a great time. So I got to say, it's, it's been truly my honor having you on the show, uh, to sharing, you know, telling and sharing your story. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, yeah, Donnie, I appreciate it. Um, well, here's how I wrap up every show. And I do okay. stump some people with this, so so stand by. Right. Um, if you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, you know, people that are entrepreneurs, business owners, seventy-eight countries around the world, um, that tune in every day to listen to this content, if you would leave them with one quote, phrase, uh, message, mantra, mod motto, anything that they can take with them, especially if they're going through the struggling time in their life. What would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. It's one of my favorite sayings, actually. And it's by George Bernard Shaw. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Mm, love that. Love that. Trish, thanks so much for coming on the show, babe. I've really enjoyed having you on here and sharing your story. Thank you, Donnie. I appreciate you, brother. content for your company and you're struggling to figure out what should I put out there how should I put it out there or you know what can I do to make my company get more exposure on social media go check out successchampions.us Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. 
So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.